0: Trumpeting Zion, sound it on the mountains, blow a trumpeting zion, for the day of the Lord is come. Blow a trumpeting zion, sound it on the mountains. Hey everybody, this is Brother Frank on the Remnant Call and glad you are here with us tonight. Uh, folks, God bless you. We are living truly in perilous times. Uh, if you did not catch last week's program, folks, you got to catch it because it is so true about surviving the coming deception, folks. That is, we are living in a time where we cannot trust our flesh. And the problem that is weighting down so many believers today is the spiritual baggage that we have been carrying with us for so long. And God is wanting to free us from it so that we can walk in holiness and clarity of mind and spirit. In these last days, uh, folks, God has a mission for us. And I want to talk about tonight the importance of of us making the decision and because folks a double-minded man is so dangerous in this hour pray with me father in the name above every name i pray in yeshua jesus's name that you'd bless that what i say lord would be according to your heart and your will because in this hour, Lord, we cannot just simply call ourselves believers. Uh, Lord, say we are part of the remnant. Lord, the truth is we must fully trust in you in this hour, Lord. May we shrug off any man, any woman, any guide of this earth that would, Lord, try to lead us. Lord, we must be led by you. Lord, true vessels, Lord, should be pointing to you and not to themselves in this hour. So, Lord, may we lift this broadcast up to you and you alone that you may be glorified in Jesus name I pray amen folks we have entered into another serious moment in earth's history right here in the United States of America if you haven't seen it people are going absolutely Crazy! The riots that are happening in uh, Philadelphia right now, folks. I don't care who you are, if you're black, white, whatever. If you come after a police officer with a knife, you will get shot. And the fact that we are going through this right now, and people are still blaming the police for simply doing what they're supposed to be—I'm sorry. Someone comes and attacks me with a knife, and I have a gun. I'll shoot him. Uh, and anybody would do that because. You should always defend yourself, and the police officers have to face this danger every day, but our society is now so warped in their minds and in their spirits that they have turned lawlessness into what is right, and the spirit of Antichrist is running so rampant that so many people, even those calling themselves believers, cannot now discern the truth between what is right and what is wrong, and social justice has become integrated into Christianity instead of biblical justice, which is the justice that, God gives, and it's not according to what the world wants, but it's according to His will and His divine nature that He imparts that takes rotten sinners and turns them into new creations. It doesn't drop a new Mercedes into them. It doesn't give you because your homosexual ability to, to be able to get married, and if you're a lesbian, to have a, uh, insurance with your partner. No, what biblical justice does is it gives you salvation, and salvation in Jesus Christ is a Enough in this world so that no matter what happens even if you're treated unfairly that one day you will live with our lord and savior forever that is truly justice but no that's not what's happened the riots are ramping up and we are getting closer to election as i was just reading earlier today that this professor said that listen if the if uh trump wins topple the government and other radical uh, left-wing groups saying that they are armed and ready to fight. Folks, these are not your normal Americans that want Trump to win. These are crazy left-wing radicals that are ready to do violence. And I'm telling you, if you're thinking that you could just vote for Donald Trump and all these problems are going to go away, you've got another thing coming because you cannot continue to kill the amount of babies that are being killed and think that God's just going to let it slide because that's truly not it. But just because you're the Pope of the Catholic Church and now that you're saying it's good for homosexuals to be able to have uh, same-sex unions, it's okay. I don't know what you're talking about because the God of the Bible does not say that stuff. So you may call yourself the Pope of a church, but folks, there are churches all over. But that doesn't mean just because you're a church that you work Worship God. And the truth is, in this hour, we must figure out who is it that we are going to worship the world, our pastors, or are we going to actually worship the living God? You need to make a decision right now because God is in the business of changing hearts and lives and we are getting close to the election and i'm telling you things are about to get crazy like we have never seen before in this nation it is article after article it is conspiracy after conspiracy you've seen the news the blackouts about what's happened with uh, hunter biden and and all that stuff and honestly I'm just so sick of it because the truth is it is so corrupt our political system is so beyond corruption that folks we have passed beyond the point of repair the only way you can have repair when things are this bad is through a total destruction of tearing down of something back when George W. uh, Bush started giving out all the bailouts he should have let the big companies fail they could have claimed bankruptcy and 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 uh, fallen down on hard times and reorganized and come through stronger. But by continuing to always bail people out and give them a way out, they end up becoming worse and worse and worse so often. Folks, the only way you can truly repair is to have a total breakdown. And I'm telling you, that is the same way that we as believers repair, is when God breaks our heart and he, and he splits it wide open and he crushes us sometimes, uh, not, not intentionally under being hard, but when he crushes us with the weight of our sin and then he brings about forgiveness and restoration and builds us back up as a new creation. But if God never breaks a believer then that allows you to continue in your sin to begin to justify your sin. And now to say the things that were once known as wrong, you will claim them as right because the deception is so thick and the lullaby that the devil is singing is so soft and so sweet in so many people's ears that we have lost sight of the one who we serve in this hour. And I'm telling you right now, folks, God is wanting us to be different. Well, if you got your Bibles and you want to turn with me to the book of James, we need to look at this powerful scripture because it is at such a time as this that God has called us to remind us about it who it is that we serve. James chapter one, starting in verse one, James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting my brethren count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. God's saying that the things that you struggle with, the, the temptations that you have faced, if you will allow God to do his work, they will end up building your faith and working patience in you so that you can endure through the tough times. But in verse four, it says, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Folks, I know there are a lot of great broadcasts out there today, but there are a lot of believers out there that try to find their wisdom so often from these broadcasts. And God says to ask him. You are allowed to ask the Lord for wisdom, and he will give it liberally. He will, upbraideth not me. He's not going. Hold it back from you. God wants you to be wise, not in your own eyes, but in his will. Verse 6 But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let no man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double minded man is unstable in all his ways. Folks, I'm here to tell you right now, the double mindedness needs to end tonight. The going back and forth from here to there. Maybe I will, maybe I will, all over the place. It's time to stop it, put it away, the foolish things are done. You see, when you look at the word in the original language, it kind of it, it, it actually means two spirited. You can't serve two masters, though, the Bible says. But yet we try so often this two-spirited approach where we follow the Spirit of God and the Spirit of the world, and the Bible says those two things are not compatible. A double-minded man has no stability in his life. A double-minded woman will have no stability in her life. It is time for us to get single-minded. And you may be wondering, well, I don't know what God's trying to say. I don't know if I should do this and do that. Well, folks, if you don't have an answer yet, then stay still. Stay still. But the truth is, remember, God's word has answers. It not only takes prayer. fasting and seeking the Lord but you've got to read his word yes does the Lord speak audibly yes he does but he also speaks through his word he speaks through others at times but he confirms it in his word and God says out of the mouth of two or more witnesses shall all things be confirmed and it's okay to ask for a second witness to confirm something but we need to make the decision who it is we serve because every day we continue with a double minded spirit we are in Jeopardy of falling off the path, falling off the way. First Kings chapter 18, you remember the story well, I'm sure. Starting in verse 19, it was Elijah. He was there on top of Mount Carmel. Remember, he was facing the 450 uh, prophets of Baal. In verse 19, it says this, Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel. And the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the groves, 400, which eat Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah said unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. You see, God had had enough, and so what He did was He brings the children of Israel to a point of decision on top of Mount Carmel, and He says, "Do you need to choose today who it is you're going to serve?" I'm telling you right now, if you don't make that decision, and I know many of you say, "No, I'm, I, I choose to follow the Lord," but does your life reflect it? Does your life reflect it? See, the Bible says that by their fruits ye shall know them. If you want to know if a person is walking with the Lord. Look at their fruits. A good tree does not put off bad fruits. Neither does a bad tree put off good fruits. That's why by their fruits ye shall know them. I don't like listening to somebody that's got a word of prophecy every 5 seconds that can has a, a wonderful thing to say about everything every few seconds. Oh, the Lord's going to prosper you and all these wonderful things. They've got a prophecy for every person that walks by. That's their flesh. They're speaking in their flesh. And God's calling us in this hour to get out of our flesh, get into the spirit. And he's calling us up on Mount Carmel spiritually right now. And he's got it laid out here to say this today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this program and saying, who is it that you're going to serve? If it's God, then praise God. And if it's Baal, then follow him. But like like Joshua said, for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. So then in verse 22, it says, Elijah, uh, Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I, only remain a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men let them therefore give us two bullocks and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under and i will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under and ye call on the name of your god and i will call on the name of the lord on yahweh he's saying and the god that answered by fire Let him be God. And all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. See, it's the God that answers by fire. That is the one who we serve. And He, God is wanting to put the fire of God in our bones to revive us in this hour, to, to build us up, to put a spark inside of us again, that there's fire in our bones that would be such a stirring that we couldn't help but to share the good news and to be a witness for him in this hour. But if there's no fire in your bones, if there's no fire in your spirit, then maybe the problem is you haven't made a true decision who it is that you're gonna serve it this moment. Don't deceive yourselves. James chapter 1 verse 22 says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Folks, it's time to stop quoting that which you don't do. I speak to my own self. We need to be hearers of the word and doers, not just hearers only. What's the cure though in this hour? If you've been struggling with a double-minded spirit, if you've been going back and forth and you hear one person is talking prophetically in this hour that this is going to happen, and then somebody else is talking in this hour that something else is going to happen, folks, there's so many voices out there. There's so many things going on. It's time to just shut them down for a moment. It's time to hear from the Lord. Now, the Bible says that God never does any of his secret things unless he first reveals it unto his servants, the prophets. But we've got a problem in the prophets today. That too many of them are speaking false words from their flesh. There are too many people that think that every time they have a feeling that it's coming from God, and they don't actually test the spirits, and they don't actually confirm the word, and they don't pray about it before they spout out nonsense. And too many people are wanting their five minutes of fame to get their books sold so that they can be on somebody's TV show to say something that will get them praise of all men and women. But we are not to be like that. James chapter four, starting in verse eight, says this, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye you double minded. God is saying to us this hour I know you've been double minded, but it's time to cleanse your hands and purify your hearts. And you do that by drawing close to God. Be afflicted, mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into heaviness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. God's saying it's, it's time to come back to repentance and humbling ourselves and seeking the Lord. Folks, I don't care how lost you've been. If God hears the cry of one of his children, He comes running, the Bible says, look at the prodigal son. When the father saw his son coming, he came running after him. And when God sees us humble ourselves, it says that he will lift us up. But here's the other part that we got to remember. Verse 11, speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. He's saying that, listen, you got to stop speaking ill of your brothers and sisters out there. Folks, it's time to pull the planks out of our own eyes. Get ourselves clean. Get right. And then we can see clearly to help our brothers and sisters. But too many people love to pull the planks out of their brother's eyes so that they can justify the plank that is in their own eye. Verse 17, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. God's saying, if you know to do the right thing and you're not doing it, it's wrong it's time to start doing the right thing but we got to believe god's will we got to believe in what god says see i shared with you the other week in ezekiel chapter 33 how god had laid out that important warning to the lost to the to the watchman excuse me to warn the people of the trumpet of the judgment that was coming. And as you read through Ezekiel, you realize at the end of the book that the reason God was being so hard on the watchman is because he desired that no one would perish. He wanted all the sinners to come to the Lord and to turn, and they were upset that the ways of the Lord are not right. Folks, That, that just to the world, they're not. But to God, he doesn't care. He takes them at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day. The way is God doesn't care. it just wants people to come to him and turn their lives around. And God is asking us in this hour to begin to believe the promises that we would turn around and believe that God himself can get us through the hour that we are living in. God is calling us to this moment in time. Folks, we've, I've said it over and over again. I don't know how to say it anymore. Judgment is already beginning in this country. It's already begun. And I'm telling you right now, if you don't make a decision now, if you don't make your choice now, I don't know when it'll be too late. That's God's choice. But you don't want to take any chances in this hour of thinking that you could put off till tomorrow what needs to be done today. A double-minded Christian Is the most dangerous person walking this planet because they can't stay stable at least the wicked they know where they're going they know what they're doing but the double minded christian has fooled themselves into thinking that this lukewarm prosperity of evil gospel of somehow believing in all these wicked things that everybody just needs to be accepted folks let me tell you what god is accepting and he's loving and he will take you as you are but if you think he's going to leave you there you are serving the wrong god he is in the business of of transforming lives. And the double minded will not stand in this last day. I've said it before and over again. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators nor idolaters. Uh, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, neither thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, you're sanctified, ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Folks, don't fool yourself. Those people aren't going into the kingdom. And all of us were those people. And maybe this morning you were that person. But the truth is, if you come to the Lord today, if you cry out to him, if you confess your sins, you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, he will wash that stuff away and forgive you and rejuvenate you. And the Lord promised to save us and he will do what he promised. But he gives us the free will to make the choice. He knows you're not strong enough in your own strength. But he knows that if you will allow him to do that which you cannot do, we read it in Jeremiah the other week. God says to the backslider that he will heal their backsliding. God is the one who does the healing. Your job is to seek him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all things shall be added unto you. Don't wait another minute. This world is falling apart. This is the hour. Make the decision. God is calling you right now. This is Brother Frank on the Remnant Call saying to everybody, don't wait another moment. Make the changes tonight. Shalom. Oh, Israel, Oh, Zion, For the Lord, God has made you to die. Has made you From the entire The sound